it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Hey, this is PR Brown. I'm a director, photographer, designer, and I'm hanging here with Tom and Jamie for the Chronicles of Podcasts. It's intro time. Oh yeah, put your hands up, motherfuckers. Wave from side to side. Here we go with the Chronicles of. <laughs> Sorry, I was gonna keep it going, but like I was running out of breath really quickly. I was like, oh, I'm unfit. Hi guys. It's the Chronicles of Podcast. Welcome to the 45th edition, Jamie. Welcome to the. Ah, oh, confident. Ah. It's been. It's been the story. Yes, it is. The 45th edition as well. It is. This is a mental intro. I think we should get on with the show before I make an absolute tit of myself even further. Um, I'll get the show on the road and I'll drive. Hit it! Hello, everybody. And welcome to the 45th edition, 4-5, absolutely insane, of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Villain of the Story. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me as always is this bloody handsome devil. Hi, yeah. What's going on? So Scott's from Tom. I was trying to think really quickly of what I could do for the fact that you had to do the intro three times. Um, Hour of editing, they don't need to know that. And I was gonna, I was just gonna be like, "Oh yeah, it's Tom. What's going on?" Oh wait, I, I forgot what I, you know, I had to call myself. Sorry about that. Um, Jamie, hello, sir. Did you know, right, that a Hampshire wheelie bin was found one thousand two hundred miles away in Ukraine? What? What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So a test Valley Borough Council wheelie bin was spotted by a journalist reporting on the conflict in Ukraine who posted a video on Twitter. Just reading this off Sky News for anyone that's interested. A Hampshire wheelie bin was discovered 1,200 miles away in conflict toward Ukraine. The test Valley Borough Council bin was spotted by a journalist close to the Polish border. Uh, Philip Crowther, who was reporting on the war in Ukraine for the AP News Agency, posted a video of it on Twitter. He saw the out-of-place black waste bin last Friday as he was leaving Liv where he had been working for two weeks. 
It is apparently meant to be on the side of the road in some town I can't pronounce, just before crossing into Poland and was used by the border guard station. Right? <laughs> so they joked and were like, um, when's the pickup? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, they said, can I ask in Ukraine where it is? I just have to make sure this collection address is added to our fortnightly rounds and not what is missed. <laughs> Winking emoji. Hilarious. God, these council people, you just can't stop them. So fucking hilarious. Um, I just want to know how the fuck it got there. Basically, they said that residents have been able to buy our bins for a number of years now, and therefore, in theory, they can end up anywhere, even Eastern Europe. But I can't imagine someone in a war-torn <laughs> Ukraine being like, fuck, I've got no house. I've got nothing. I need someone to pick all this rubble up. Oh, I'll, 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 I'll ring Hampshire County Council and order a wheelie bin. Just one, just one wheelie bin for the entirety of the western side of Ukraine, just to clear this shit up everywhere. If a resident brought it, then surely they'd have to take it with them. How, do you How did it get your wheelie bin on a plane? So, uh, <laughs> do you reckon it must have gone in the sea or something? But oh, Hampshire's not. Like, it's not by the sea, and how is it going to get to Poland's? Not a, um, it have a, it's not a, what's it called? It's it's bordered all around. Yeah, yeah, I know you're working. So someone's obviously <laughs> gone. Do, do you reckon the neighbours were like, um, oh, they're having that fucking party again? It's three a.m. They're banging that shit music out. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to nick the bin. <laughs> I'm not just going to nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm not just going to put it any old any old place. I'm going to send it to Ukraine. Like, <laughs> some, someone in Hampshire is watching Sky News and went, that's where it went. Oh, did yeah. it? Where that one? That's got me all what? That's got me all bins in from a few weeks ago. That's fucking stink now. Recognise the stickers I put on it. Mental. Mental. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a Hampshire wheelie bin just in, in Ukraine. Okay. That is yeah. very, very strange. Like, I, I couldn't uh, even I, think of a question like, you know, what would you send strange shit to the random to random ass places for no reason whatsoever? <laughs> so I was sat there and I was like, I need something weird and a weird question to ask Tom at the start of the show. What doing? I couldn't think of anything. And the wife just turned around and asked him why poo's always brew brown no matter what we eat. I was like, that's disgusting, but you have a point. Why is it no matter what we eat, our poo's always brown? I mean, <laughs> really? I, I don't know. No, mate. It just, it, it's obviously just the way it's digested. It's got you thinking, though, hasn't it? Yeah, you. but it's. <laughs> I'd rather no. be asked if I've ever said goodbye to shoes, not like, you know. <laughs> no, you came up with the cum water slide about the other week, so you can't really look disgusted over poo. No, but it. <laughs> How do I explain this without sounding like an absolute prick? <laughs> Is a question Tom asks himself regularly. Yeah, like, I, 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 to be honest with you, Jamie, I don't know. No, no, man. I ain't got a clue. The sock one was funny, yeah? <laughs> like, yeah, the cum sock. Yeah. Sock. But yeah, why Why is poo brown? It, it just because it is? It just is. It just is. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, how are you? <laughs> yeah. Slightly confused, slightly <laughs> disturbed. Um, it's the best way to do. 
Yeah, uh, no, I'm all right, man. I'm a bit tired. Um, I think I'm coming down with something, so I'm a bit like, no. Oh, no. Um, I am virtually indestructible. Not not like Mr. Burns. But, um, so you're saying I have everything. <laughs> so I'm indestructible. Um, <laughs> no, sir, the slightest breeze could go, indestructible. Um, <laughs> but I don't get ill very often, like, at all. So when I do... It absolutely kicks my ass. Like, I think when I was 16, I had impetigo, conjunctivitis, and a chest infection all at the same time. Oh, oh yeah, it was not very, that was not fun. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, yeah. Not the most pleasant experience. And obviously, I had a heart attack four years ago. Um, <laughs> wow, so that was four years. Yeah, mentors, four years in December. But yeah, it was just so. I just woke up and was a bit like, oh, just, oh, I just, oh, does it feel quite right there, though? Oh, it's just going up with, with, with throat at the moment. Oh, no, it's, it's so throat sick in Northern shit. I probably, I probably should just stop sucking all that dick, you know what I mean? Uh, from from it come water slide, I should probably stop sucking <laughs> that. Um, yeah, so, and you know, when you keep drinking stuff, but it, like, it doesn't go away, you're like, oh, no. I think that's doing the rounds because I've had a, I've a sore throat and a cough like that and nothing's clearing it and it's doing my nose. Now Becky's got it as well. So, yeah, I'm not coughing. It's, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like, is, is, is COVID back? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Everyone, COVID was like, it'll be really funny, right? I'll wait. I'll, I'll let them think it's all gone. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'll, I'll blame the monkeys. Yeah, I'll blame, I'll blame <laughs> the monkeys, all right? And we'll, we'll call it monkeypox, you know, because chickens have had enough for the past, like, 50,000 years. Uh, we'll call it monkeypox. And what I'll do is I'll sneak up on them and I'm not expecting it and blame the monkeys. Yeah, yeah, COVID 4.0 me. Um, yeah, that's literally what's happened. COVID was just Probably. like, I've been around for two years. I'll let the monkeys have a go. Then I'll come back and blame it on them. But yeah, there we are. How are you, sir? Oh, shit, there's a new strain. Now, I'm good. I'm very fucking warm right now because we're having glorious weather and this idiot decided to put his T-shirt in the wash, so I'm wearing this hoodie. So if you see me slowly melt and turn into a puddle throughout this episode, that's why. So let's be me then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Who lives in a pineapple in the puddle? Jamie Westwood! <laughs> <laughs> But no, other than that, I'm very good. I've just come off a bunch of night shifts, so I've had one night off since night shifts, so I'm trying to adjust my sleep patterns. But other than that, um, but I just want to say two huge, massive thank yous before we move on with the show. First off, thank you to everyone who's now following us on Podbean. Thanks to them um, making us their podcast of the week or month, whatever it is, our feature podcast. Feature podcast of the week, That's yeah. what it was. We've had a ton of new followers and a ton of downloads on Podbean, so a massive thank you to everyone that is now Appreciate that. Podbean. Sorry I listened to this about brown poo. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Come join the party, like us on all the socials, follow us on YouTube, you know, the usual stuff we say at the end, but, you know, I'm talking to you, you specifically, the new Podbean people. Come and join us, it's wonderful. Thank you very much. And also, I posted on the social media, mentioned it last week, about my sponsored bike ride that's coming up. And I've had a first donation, which I thought was amazing. Um, Frank, the band's called the Squatter, the Squatter Spot. He is the band interviewer at Bloodstock TV, and he donated a six pounds and sixty six pence. Oh, nice! So a massive thank you to Squatter Spot. That means the world. Everyone, please, whether it's a pound or a hundred pound, please just chuck us some money. We want to raise as much money as we can. And if I'm going to destroy my ass while cycling so much, I would like to make it worth our while. So Why are you destroying your ass while cycling? 
You ever sat on a bike seat for 10 hours? It's going to be a legs. Ass. Yeah, but then shit, that is shit ain't comfortable on your butt. I mean, I, I think I think you've gone a little bit extreme, but you know, I fair play to you. So I probably would have gone to a gym and cycled the distance or that sort of thing, you know what ah, I mean? So do it properly. That's what I say. Well, there we are then. Um, yeah, so fair. But uh yeah, good. So well, I'm glad you're okay. And whatnot. What's uh, what's been going on this week? Uh to be honest, it's been a pretty quiet week because I've been working nights, so it's Going to work, sleeping. Going to work, sleeping. Going to work, sleeping. Most things I've done has been in the past three days, to be fair. Um, on Sunday, it was Father's Day. So, a day all about me. Uh, I walked through the door. I'd just gone seven o'clock to Olivia, opening the front door. we like, happy Father's Day, Daddy! And getting cuddles and presents and everything like that. So it was really nice. But obviously, because I've been working, I went to bed about an hour afterwards. Uh, but she made me a card drew me a picture and got me some lovely presents i got some dinosaur socks they're amazing but um yeah and then that day later in the day we had an arrangement with our friends we went to bear grills adventure at resorts world by the nec and we did some archery which was good fun and after that we did there was an assault course you could do so me being me decided let, let's give it a try then i've never done anything like this in my entire life and my god Old Jamie would not have survived, let's put it that way. Okay. But I did it. I was quite proud of myself. I did it. The only thing I didn't do was the monkey bars because me and the person I was with just looked at the monkey bars and went, sub that and just ran through that bit. But there was like climbing over walls, going under cargo nets and all this sort of stuff. I felt like I was on gladiators to be fair. It was awesome. Nice. But literally, we went down the fireman's pole at the end and my God, the heavy breathing that was coming out of me. My throat was on fire. My neck is still hurting me now, like after doing it. It shows how bloody unfit I am. Why your neck hurt? I don't know what I've done to my neck. I don't know if it's made from the cargo net or I was crawling underneath it. I don't know, but I've somehow really hurt my neck. Okay. But there we go. And then uh, yesterday I went to go see the children. Oh, nice. How was that? Day, which was lovely. Met them from school. We went to the park. Sam was having fun on a skateboard and then losing his temper when he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And I was like, you really are so much like me, child. Um, but yeah, it was wonderful. I spent a bit of time with Harrison as well, which is nice. And then today, I spent a few hours with Claire, went to go see her, just sat around, watched TV, chatted, caught just a nice day. And then here we are. Oh my God, I missed one thing. How could I miss one thing? Yesterday morning, we did an interview. And I cannot wait to release this interview. <laughs> I'm not going to say it to you because you're going to find out next week, people. But by God, is it a good one? It is very, it is, it is very good. They're all very good. Every single oh, week, we you know we deliver. We like to we like to deliver the best quality interviews for everybody to thoroughly enjoy. That's why we do this. So right. it's good fun. It is good fun. I'm yes. currently sticking to this chair. So <laughs> melty boys this week, ladies and gentlemen. Melty boys. It is horrific in a top floor flat. You're like, oh my days. So, like I said on the on the uh, the hottest day, it was thirty degrees in here. Oh. It was hotter in the flat than outside. Oh, that's it's just disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. Anyway, what have you been up to, my friend? So a lot of reanimating since we last uh, since we last did this. And say so glorious interview yesterday. Um, I went to watch Jurassic World Dominion on yeah. uh, Friday night. Uh, too long for my I was a bit like is this going to end or what <laughs> it was quite long it was quite long um, but I see what you mean about how at the beginning it's like a crime movie you're like oh is there anything like yeah Jurassic it's... World related uh, but it was good um, I don't want to give too much away uh, I thought there'd be more to it with it being the final movie ever do you know what I mean yeah 
I thought uh, something a bit more drastic would happen, a bit more like, what the fuck? But it was good. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Uh, a bit more kept- Jurassic. The other half absolutely loved it. She thought it was, you know, she really enjoyed it. So the story was good. It was just, there's only something she could do with a dinosaur movie. Like, yeah. The fact they got six out of it is quite impressive when you think about it, really. Well, it's just bleeding the franchise dry, aren't they, realistically? It's just, you know, the first Jurassic World's great, but then they did the Lost World repeat. And I was like, oh, we know, with um, the second one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice. Like you said, I really enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, to some parts of it did not feel like a Jurassic movie. Me. I saw the meme as a meme and I actually really agree with it, which was I enjoyed the Jurassic Park movie, but Alan Grant and uh, what's her name? Oh my God, her name has escaped me. Ellie Sattler. Yeah. Are still in the exact same career as 20 odd years ago. <laughs> Pretty much. And I was like, oh yeah. Well, they're like professors or like, they just do the same thing still. It's like... Dr. Alan likes digging them bones. You can't really be legendary if you're doing the same thing. But yeah, yeah it was, I was just a bit like, there's a plot hole there. Um, but other than that, it, it, was, it was good. It was good. Um, and yeah, I've been watching a lot of AEW, like really enjoying it. Oh, okay. Like really enjoying it. Um, after that massive scandal has come out about Vince McMahon and WWE... Um, I can't watch that program. I can't watch it anymore. I just can't bring myself. I just, literally, um, AEW feels like the Attitude Era again. Yep, I love it. I, what I've watched, I don't find I have much time to watch, but what I've watched of AEW, I absolutely love. I always keep up the results and stuff like that. I was watching, really I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching, um, sorry for anyone that's not a wrestling fan, but I'm currently watching Double or Nothing from the end of May. And there's a trios match between House of Black and Death Triangle. My, oh, Jamie, I was losing my mind. I do. I was like, that, I was like, this is why. This is what I. This is why I love wrestling so much. This for this sort of stuff. Like I was losing my shit, um, and I had, that hasn't happened in years. Like mental stuff kept happening. Some of the moves, it's like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was excellent because they've got way more freedom than someone who solicits and pays money to have sex with somebody. So. You know, get in the fucking bin, you cretin. Um, uh, apparently, Impact just had Slammiversary yesterday. They have, yeah. And apparently, it was really good. So I'm, I'm tempted to try and get, check that out as well. Apparently yeah, really uh, yeah, sick. Well, perfect. So, yeah, so I've been watching a lot of that recently um, and really enjoying it. So it's good. Um, hopefully, WWE release more people so that they can actually have the freedom to do what they want to do rather than be locked into the an absolutely fucking dreadful company. Um, anyway, there's opinions of my own, uh, no one else's. So there we are. Um, other than that, Ryu J, I've really done a lot. Yeah, um, it's been quite one this week. Yeah, just working, just reanimating, uh, hung out with Braden on Sunday um, for a good while. There's some big announcements for Steakhouse coming out soon, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be sick. Uh, but yeah, did really, not a lot's happened. So, Nothing wrong with a quiet week. Me and Karis got a nice chilled Sunday off together, which was so lush. Like, like, yeah, really nice, really, really nice. But other than that, man, not a lot's really going on. Like I said, nothing wrong with a quiet week. Well, if we're caught up already, then we might as well check in with our friend who you literally just said you had a catch up. Yeah, well, uh, let's hear from Braden at Stay Cozy Clothing. 
All right. Is this thing on? Well, howdy doody, everybody. This is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly, founder of Stay Cozy Clothing. Your one-stop shop for the coziest, most fashionable hoodies, t-shirts, and more. Gorsh, Mickey. That's right, folks. And we're proud to say that we are now sponsoring... The Chronicles of Podcast. Ouch. Hosted by Tom and Jamie. <laughs> like, you can get 10% off, man. That's right, Shaggy. Just use the special code, The Chronicles, at checkout. Oh, boy. I will always love that voiceover. It's just the best. It is probably one of the best adverts ever. Um, it's time for Callum's Trenchards. Oh, yeah. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. So, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of Callum's Treachings. Um, so, there's not one, not two, but four Treachings this week. The boy is spoiling us. So let's not waste any time, Jamie Westwood. No, let's get down to business. Let's, let's, let's. What is Callum Treachingers? This week? When we yawn, do deaf people think we're screaming? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine being on an airline? Oh god! Being deaf with this serious going, <sighs> yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> "Why is she panicking? Why is no one else panicking?" I suppose, yeah. I suppose if you started doing like that, yeah, then no. But if you just went like, <laughs> I'd probably like. I think as a favour to the deaf community, we all need to make it very clear that we're yawning. Only on planes. Everything <laughs> yeah. else is fine. Everything yeah. fine, yeah. But I couldn't think of anything worse because you're like... <laughs> <laughs> but I think so, yeah. Uh, if you don't use hand motions or cover your mouth, yes, Callum, I absolutely do think so. Yeah, who doesn't cover their mouth when they yawn? I never will cover their mouth when they yawn. I think hey, now I'm thinking about it, do I? No, I'm talking about it. You don't want to yawn. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that. Oh, it's one of the things, isn't it? You see someone yawn, or you talk about being tired or something, you're going to start yawning. I've just seen you yawn. I know that in any minute now, I'm going to bloody yawn. Do you get it off the TV as well? Do you want the TV people on TV do it? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, same. I met my so, mum's ex-husband used to be a nightmare. Like, he used to, you literally could just look at him and go, oh, and he'd start yawning. He used to drive him mad. That's such a cool, weird superpower. <laughs> I used to really piss him off of it. That works great. on one person. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I like that Jamie. one. Good start. Yeah. Good start. Well, great. What a strong, what a flyer. Strong start already. But we carry on. What else is Callum treating us this week? Do clothes in China just say made here? <laughs> That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. That is so great. I don't even want to touch that. I just want to leave that as is. Like, let's just leave that because that's perfect. I don't add anything to that. That is a top tier treat. Do you reckon they actually, I always wonder, I have to find out. Now I want to know now. Same. 
Let's go to China and find out. That is great. That is so great, Carl. Like, <laughs> so I don't want electronics in Taiwan. Just say made here. <laughs> I just don't want to touch it. I just, I just don't. I just don't want to touch it. I think that's great. Like, let's carry on because that was just at, that's top tier. That's top level. Yeah, that just deserves to sit on its own. Is just you know Chef's magnificent. But we'll keep going. What else is Callum treating us this week? How do sponges hold water when they're just full of holes? <laughs> <laughs> that does baffle me, though. Because he's got such a great point. That is a really good point. Yeah, how does it all just fall out? I suppose because obviously absorption is a thing. But still, yeah. it's like, but why do sponges have holes in? I, I, I don't, you know. <laughs> it's like gonna... We know the answer is absorption, but at the same time, thinking about it, it's like, yeah, but there's so many holes. Do, you don't breathe through it, or, you know, no. like, what are the holes for? To make it faster to wipe over things? Maybe. The, the wind can't get caught in it? I don't have a clue. <laughs> no, do I, but it's just. Uh... I'm not up to date on my sponge science. Sorry. It's just, it's just insane how. They put, they do put holes. Yeah, how does the water not fall out? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's okay. That's blown right. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Callum. I don't really know. Um, I suppose because water. I love, I love those ones where we know the answer, but at the same time we're still confused. <laughs> we know it's absorption, but at the same time. Yeah, but I was trying to make a joke yeah. out of it, and I can't think of anything other than just. I know, but I'm genuinely trying to think if the why is there so many holes in a sponge? It doesn't need holes. Absolutely no idea, Jamie. Absolutely no idea. It's just obviously oh, obviously no. works yeah. somehow. So uh let's hit that final treat, shall we? Yes. And finally, what else is Callum treating us this week? There's no such thing as a baby butterfly. Well, no, shit, he's right, yeah. Well, yeah, because it, 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 it's a Pokemon, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a caterpillar, essentially, yeah. is a Pokemon. Wow, it really is. That's, that's blown my mind. There's, there's no adult caterpillar, then? No, I guess not. That's mental. So it's like baby caterpillar to teenager to butterfly adult. Well, it's Weedle, Kakuna, uh, Beedrill. No, <laughs> not Beedrill. you have your fucking Pokemon Fl- knowledge. Fl- Flutterby. I haven't a bloody clue. It's yeah. definitely we- Weedle, Kakuna, but it's not Weedle, is it? Because there's no spike on its head, but it's a caterpillar and oh. Kakuna, and then... Jason Page would be proud of you, sir. I think it's Fl- I think it's Flutterby. I'm not entirely sure what the last oh, one is. I haven't got a clue. I don't know anything about Pokemon. I just play Pokemon Go quite a lot. Weirdly, there's uh, a tent always outside work that's... Um, Whatever the company is that made Pokemon Go, they're always out there giving that loads really? of free shit out. Yeah, hmm. it's pretty go. crazy. But yeah, yeah, that's nuts. That's a really good point. Now I'm trying to think of everything else that's not a kid <laughs> or an adult. Like, what else is there? Crazy. We know caterpillars turn into butterflies. Where the fuck the moths come from? They just—they're moths. There's, there's pricks, aren't they? Oh, fuck um, the moths. They come from like, where they come from. They literally just fly to your face. Yeah. Oh, bright light! Fuck off. Horrible things. 
What, like are, a, what, what are the use of moths? Like, what exactly? Just to be goth butterflies. That's literally... Into the world, so you've read that somewhere. Um, <laughs> I have, but I loved it, so I nicked it. Uh, fair. <laughs> oh, there we are. Um, what a strong Callum Streets that was. That was beautiful. All four absolute blinders. Oh, oh they, they were all about there. Great week. We love it. And now I've got to follow it. It's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Let's have a look at the journal because a lot didn't, did not get added this week. So oh, there's, there's, there's still two weeks worth. Um, not a lot's really happened this week. So I haven't really found anything or found, you know, or experienced anything mental. But this really made me laugh. So, uh, so what do you do? I'm a supervillain. Well, what's your name? Autocorrector. <laughs> Are you serious? What's your superpowder? Wait a minion. What the help is Happy Ninja to me? Please make it ducking stop. I say as well, bravo for being able to read that out correctly. Fair play. Oh, thank I you very much. I would have tripped over that horribly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JB, there is nothing worse than having a cranberry stung stuck in your head, in your head, <laughs> in your hair, in your hair, in your hair, hair. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say exactly what was coming as well, but yeah. Oh, that really got me as well. Do you ever, I know we don't drive, but do you ever notice that your car will never make that noise for the mechanic? Your car is like, <laughs> but that's our special noise. I only make that noise for you. <laughs> I don't drive. I know exactly what you mean. It's the same way with like a doctor's appointment. You feel like crap. You go to see the doctor. Like, I'm fine now. Yeah, but the problem is with doctor's appointments is you're you're dying and they go, cool, I'll see you about January next year. Yeah, it's not really right. It's absolute bullshit. Oh, excuse me, I do apologise. That old Lucas edge repeating. Are you dying a little bit? I am a little bit warm. Okay, well, I'll carry on. <laughs> Sorely missed Victorian slang. Are you ready? Number eight, giggle mug. <laughs> Means always smiling. I like that. Seven. Bitch the pot. What? Means pour the tea. Okay. I'm going to say that from now on. I'm probably going to slap. Six. Got the morbs. <laughs> it means temporary sadness. Oh, that's cute. I like that one. Five. Is tight as a boiled owl. <laughs> what? Means drunk. <laughs> they get better. <laughs> Four, poked up. It means you're embarrassed. Okay. Three, sauce box. Means the mouth. Okay. Two, Cupid's kettle drums. <laughs> Breasts. <laughs> That's incredible. Number one, however, not up to dick. <laughs> Unwell. <laughs> I'm, I'm well, so, I must be I'm very so, early, I'm, I'm, so I'm just not up to dick tonight. I'm so no. sorry. I'm not well at all. 
I'm going to phone up the doctors and watch Rob. I'm just not up to dick. And, uh, <laughs> I do I do enjoy Cupid's kettle drums, however. <laughs> if I got my hand on some Cupid's kettle drums, I'd feel much better. No longer yeah. up to dick. So I, I think Got the Morbs is my favourite. That one's adorable. Well, like temporary that. sadness, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that one. So, her. So, who's your favourite literary vampire? Lit, liter, liter, I can never say that word. Lit, literary, literary, literary. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Me, the one in Sesame Street. Her. He doesn't count. Me. Yes, he does. <laughs> I can assure you that he does. <laughs> <laughs> A one. Ah, ah. <laughs> These are fucking brilliant this week. I'm loving this. Thank you. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop at that one because I think that's going to be a great one to stop on and then we'll keep on for next week. This is a tweet from Tom Morello. This made me fucking raw because I know this happened to Tony Hawk as well. Tom Morello, I was getting a cappuccino today and Barista says... <laughs> Did anybody ever tell you look just like Tom Morello? I said, yeah, all the time. <laughs> he says, oh, bet. So Tom orders his coffee, and the, the Starbucks barista goes, uh, oh, what's the name? I say, Tom. He says, your name is Tom too? That's crazy. I'm like, sure is. <laughs> Not put that together in his head. How fucking stupid can people be? <laughs> like, oh my ass. <laughs> I love the fact he didn't would turn around and go, that's because I am Tom Morello. He just kept him going. Yeah. It's, I know it's happened to Tony Hawk as well. It's happened to Tony Hawk before. Um, and Kevin Owens of WWE, it's happened to him as well, pumping, ga- pumping gas at a station. Yes. Yeah. So, and Rowan Atkinson, it's happened to him as well, a car gar- garage. So good. <laughs> This, Jamie, this, I've got some such good ones at the moment. So there's a vampire in the library, okay? Ooh, okay? Vampire bites their victim. Librarian, oh my God. The vampire stops and looks up. Librarian, could you not? <laughs> Points the sign that says, no food in the library. <laughs> vampire, Sorry. Starts dragging the victim out the out the library. Librarian, this is your second warning. Vampire, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I love the most. No food in the library. Or your second warning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, you know you like movie ideas. I do. Okay, so this is not a movie idea, but this is a, and someone's uh, little like blog or blurb sort of thing of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the original. Okay. 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 So I love the low key, low key implication Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, especially in the Gene Wilder movie, that Willy Wonka was minding his own business one day, and he just saw this skinny looking kid stare up at his factory, licking his lips, and was just like. Shit, that kid needs some chocolate. But it's clearly too poor to, to afford any. And there's no way I can run outside right now and reveal my existence to the world, right? Damn. 
Okay, I can send an umpa lumpa. No, that scared the kid. What candy does he even like anyway? What if I give him the wrong one? All right, we need to get this kid into the factory so that he can pick his favorite treat. But what happens when he leaves? Shit, shit, shit. Okay, we'll give him the factory. So you're going to give him the whole factory. That's the only way. But how? Come on, Wonka. Be inconspicuous here. I've, I've got it. A nationwide contest inviting multiple kids into the factory where I'll reveal the winner gets the factory. Crap, no. Then be four of the kids in. <laughs> be four of the kids in the factory. Okay, no problem. We'll just kill them all. <laughs> we'll kill them all until he's the only one left. Yeah, that's a good plan. Okay, everyone, places, places. We've only got one shot at this. <laughs> There's one thing I've never understood about that film and that story. I love that story. Well done, Charlie. You're the last one remaining. You can have my factory. Yeah, what? just have it. Just have it. I, I don't want the law- I don't want the lawsuit. You can have the lawsuit. I don't want the lawsuit. All right. Four kids <laughs> died in here, so <laughs> those four kids who got murdered. That's your problem, there, kid. Yeah. Enjoy. I'm gonna fuck off in this elevator. I'll see you later. Actually, change your mind. I just found out you had some fizzy drink. Bastard, get out. <laughs> <laughs> you and your weird grandpa. Who all of a sudden could walk yeah. out of nowhere. Anyway. Um, so I whoever wrote this and whoever this was, I applaud. I applaud and I worship at your feet. Okay. So this is from a mum. So my son got thrown out of his hockey game this weekend. I asked him what the hell happened. And he told me that one of the players on the opposing team called the girl on their team a fucking whore during the face-off. So I punched him in the face. Acceptable. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. You absolute legend. Fair. Utter completely fair. So, yeah, I agree. No arguing against that. I love shit like that. I'm like, yeah, damn fucking straight as well. Damn fucking straight. I've never understood hockey. Well, how is there so much violence in that game? Yeah, I don't know. There we are. Um, so, Jamie, someone's found a plot hole in this, right? Why is a dead wife so common as a backstory for male heroes when divorce exists and it's 10,000 times funnier? Superhero. Ever since I lost my wife, I swore I could push myself to become the greatest hero this city has ever seen. Voice from the crowd. Still not taking you back then, Jared. (laughs) Superhero. Well, fuck you too, Stacey. Oh, that needs to be put into something. That's fucking that'd be, brilliant. That's, that's, like a, that's, that's got Deadpool written all over it, so it hasn't it? It does. Yeah, that is so good. So, one time I was late to practice and the coach made me run laps. My dad's the coach and he drove me to practice. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I can easily see that happening somewhere in America. Oh, 100%. 100 fucking percent. That's so good. You could have left without me, boy. I've got give me 30. <laughs> so this is a British tea translator. Okay. A British tea translator. Okay. Ready? Okay. Cup of tea. That's welcoming a guest. Tea. 
I find this situation awkward. Spot of tea. A foreign guest has activated hyper-English Mary Poppins mode. <laughs> There's more. Pot of tea. Trying to impress the in-laws. <laughs> I'll make some tea. There has been complete devastation. <laughs> <laughs> That's when something horrible has gone has happened. You just want to end, get out of the room. <laughs> I'll oh, make yeah. a brew. <laughs> yeah. I'll make, I'll make some tea then, yeah. I'll make some tea. So somebody had Google searched, do hats fit? And somebody had done this. Do. <laughs> do hats. <laughs> do hats fit. Do. Do hats. Do hats fit. Do hats fit my frog? Do hats fit my frog? Or do they fit my dog? Did. <laughs> and you that's... see the frog coming. It's another edition of Tom's Journal. Fucking glorious. I oh. thought you might enjoy that last bit. We are yeah. loving it. So then underneath purple, start putting extra lyrics in. Do hats fit my frog? Or do they fit my dog? <laughs> You're cooking a bit there, Jay. I am cooking. I'm going to be a sweaty puddle any minute now. How delicious. Well, we better bring that piece in then, I don't we? I was going to say, please open the door. Let the breeze and the piece in. Absolutely. Welcome to the Chronicles of Villain of the Story. They are a, an unbelievable band from Minneapolis, Minnesota. They are... Um, just out of this world and we have two of the four members with us here on the show this week in mr christian gray and mr logan bartholomew uh this is an interview like i feel this band needs to be known more more people need ears on them uh if you're a big fan of metalcore music you're in for a treat because they have their softer happy versions of stuff and they have their really heavy shit and they have their covers mainly nickelback and nsync but they're absolutely unbelievable so you need them in your life you absolutely do. This is one thing we love to do with this show. Use this platform to help raise other people's platform. We've had unsigned bands on here. We've had unsigned art, act, act, actors. There we go. Couldn't get the word out of them. You know, people that work in the background, people are still looking to find that audience. And this is an incredible band that Tom was like, I love these guys. I've emailed them. 15 minutes has gone by. They've emailed me back already. Yeah, I'm was very great. excited. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited. I'm not going to lie to you, ladies and gentlemen. I might fangirl ever so slightly in this interview, uh, but I was just excited because I got to talk to a band who are whom I adore um, and who just deserve so much, you know, so much more. Uh, the new album, Divided, is out July 22nd. Uh, they've just released their fourth single, The Jester, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it's just heavy gloriousness. Yeah. Um, and I need to, you just need to go and check them out. Villain of the story, they do an, an NSYNC cover of pop as well, which is Incredible. one of the best covers I've ever heard in my life out of any covers ever done. Like, it's so good. Really um, yeah, what I love about this interview as well is yes, they talk about the successes, the highs, and everything that they've achieved, but also the lows. They talk about you know how it's been hard not touring, not doing any shows, what they've been doing during that time, you know, saying like we want to play bigger venues, we want to play our crowd of the world. And there's stuff they're struggling to achieve, but they're not giving up. They're going to do it. And I love the honesty because, you know, a lot of people have these platforms like, we're amazing. Everyone should go listen to us because we're the best. But, you know, they're open, they're honest, they tell their struggles, their strikes, successes. And yeah, this is a beautiful conversation. 
So for those that do listen to this show, listen to this interview, unfortunately, the ending is quite abrupt because they had forgotten that, well, Christian had forgotten, Logan didn't even know that their new <laughs> single was being released at 4pm their time. Um, so, and they had to be on chats and live stuff and whatnot. So unfortunately, they had to end it very quickly. Uh, so if the ending is quite abrupt, that's why. So forgive us, we're going to have them back on again in the future. Um, when the albums come out, etc., and they've done a few more tours and shows and stuff, and we can actually, you know, get another decent interview out, another great interview out of them. Because uh, the boys are great. They're really great. So I'm really excited for this to come out. They really are. This is superb. Everyone enjoy this one. Absolutely. Jamie! Yes, sir. Any final words? No, just a massive thank you to the guys for coming on. Really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. I know you've got a show coming up soon. Good luck with the album. Everybody go check this band out because they are going places, I assure you. Agreed. Agreed. There's plenty on Spotify to enjoy. Um, So go and check them out right now uh, and thank me later. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week two members of an insanely incredible metalcore band from Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's Christian Grey and Logan Bartholomew of Villain of the Story. Boys, I really appreciate you doing this. I know it's been a bit of a back and forth trying to set a date and set a time and do this and that and the other. And I, you know, I know you're very busy with, uh, with kids and whatnot, so we do massively appreciate it all the same. Yeah, very um, exciting. It's, it's, I, do you know what? It's one of those things where I was like, I wonder if their email just is available. And when I found it, I was like, oh, I'll give it a bash and see what happens. And I think he responded within like 15 minutes. <laughs> I had a mild heart attack and then got quite excited. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's going to be great. Basically, all that happens is uh, Jamie's going to basically lure you in into a false sense of security with a really nice little introduction. Um, okay. And then we're going to bombard the living shit out of your questions. How does that sound? Sounds perfect. Fantastic. Up. And you are more than welcome to say whatever you wish, uh, providing obviously there's no Nazis or race. You know what I mean? You know, All you right. Sorry, chance. guys. We got to reschedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I that's, a deal, that. that's a deal breaker. Yeah, fair. No, I, I understand. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're, we're, if, if you want to swear or whatever, totally fine. Because some people have done it before. They've got to swear. They've gone, oh, oh, can I actually say that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, fine. Perfect. Wonderful. Let's get this intro out of the way. Sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we like to sit down and talk to artists and musicians that we enjoy. And quite frankly, we think that you should enjoy too. Today's guests are no different. They are here to talk all about their upcoming album, Divided, later this year, and a whole bunch of other things. Joining us today are bass player, vocalist, and two days ago birthday boy, Logan Bartholomew, and his fellow lead vocalist, Christian Gray, because these are the chronicles of Villain of the Story. Yes! Incredible. <laughs> we absolutely love that, boys. Like I said, thank you so much for doing this. It's graciously appreciated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But still, first things first, and I think we should get the sort of really hard hitting shit straight from the off. How have the last two years been? How have your pandemic seasons been? Uh, I mean, for me personally, it's, I mean, it affects everyone. Yeah. Um, but I worked. Before I took the band full time, uh, my job was like essential work. So my day to day just was pretty much exactly the same. 
Um, but just obviously the way it affected everything else, it seeps into my life, but yeah. it didn't really personally change much. Um, because oh, nice. we've we've uh we've when we at least when it comes to music in the band, we've always just kind of communicated remotely because Logan lives in a different state. Um, I don't know oh, if okay. you guys knew that. Um, yeah. but oh, my alarm's going off. Um, so yeah, not not too much different, but. I mean, still had its challenges and stuff and wanted to be safe, um, especially when we had to travel to make something happen. It still felt weird, but like, you know, we just did it as safe as we could. Yeah. Fair. Uh, yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> first off, I do want to say, and this is not, it's probably just we read it online, but I actually don't play bass uh, in the band. Oh. I only say that because of our amazing bassist, uh, Paige Brownie, who's a good friend. But yeah, I, I played bass the first two shows yeah the first two shows back in 2014 and then i decided i i couldn't do both or i didn't want to do both so i just did vocals and we got a bassist so i do apologize um, i must have read that wrong I do dude, no it, if you no, you probably just saw it from from our our history so it's totally yeah. fair that totally fair uh, but I just unbelievable to, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, i'll go i'm terrible at this so just in case <laughs> you guys people make s- one more thing like that we're out of here <laughs> Just in case people watch this and then they see a music video and they're like, hey, that guy's not actually playing bass. What the hell? <laughs> uh, just to clear up confusion. But yeah, quarantine was um, it was interesting for me. I because uh, I was at the time I was in the service industry for like five years. So I was a, a waiter. And so obviously that whole industry got majorly hit. Um, so I, I pretty much couldn't work. I had to go do like to go orders for um, for. Uh, it was like one day a week. Luckily I got unemployment for a little bit, which was um, obviously a big help. And I went and did part-time at Amazon at an Amazon where a warehouse as well. So I had to kind of pick up and work two jobs for a little That's bit. Right, you did. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was tough, but um, my wife works in healthcare. She works at a children's hospital. So her, her stuff didn't change. She worked through the pandemic and um, uh, I had originally, my wife and I planned on getting married Um in October of 2020, which then the pandemic hit. So then we didn't do that. We ended up just eloping to the beach and getting married so that we didn't have a bunch of people around. And then shortly after got pregnant. And then uh, shortly after uh, my Twitch and my YouTube stuff, I do like gaming stuff sort of took off a little bit and I was able to do that now full time as like a job at home. So that's cool. Oh, sweet. So I transitioned to doing that from from waiting tables and I've been doing that ever since. As far as how it impacted the band, for sure. I mean, we haven't played a show since pre-COVID. The last show (laughs) that we played was October of 2019. So we still have yet to play a show since COVID. And and it's weird, especially for me and Christian, because me and him have been in bands together since we were like 15, 16. And we've never gone this long without playing a show. I think we've always played multiple shows a year every year since we were in high school. We've never, ever gone two years, even a year, let alone without playing a show. So this is the longest him and I've been off stage since we were in high school. It's really strange. I can imagine. Uh, um, but go just go back to your wedding very quickly. So you got married on the beach, which first of all, stunning. Have you not like made up for the fact that you couldn't have people that now you can and not had like a ceremony with people or you plan not to do that? Well, so we're talking about doing like a vow renewal, uh, maybe at our fifth wedding anniversary. We just had our second. So maybe in like three years or so, yeah. I think we're planning on maybe because by that point, it will be like we should hopefully be a good amount out of COVID because right now, obviously, it's still there's still rebounding and stuff like that. But hopefully 
three years from now we'll be in a good spot to where people can travel. I don't know where we'll do it. Cause obviously I live far away from a lot of friends and family. So we might do something at a different location and whatever, but yeah, we would like to do like a vow renewal and then do yeah. like an actual kind of more of like a, a bigger celebration so that more people are, cause I, I literally FaceTime Christian. He didn't even know I was getting married that day. And it was actually my wedding anniversary is on his birthday. Funny enough. So oh, I got, no. <laughs> yeah, I got married on his birthday and I FaceTimed, um, I FaceTimed him and he was at my dad's house or, or at my dad, his mom's house. Um, and I FaceTimed them all and we were <laughs> getting married and they didn't know what was happening. So I, I just, we just totally, it was a complete surprise. So it's kind of funny. And then this is totally random too, but our bassist Paige, his <laughs> daughter was just born on May thir- on his birthday as well. So now Christian's birthday, my wedding anniversary, and Paige's daughter's birthday, <laughs> all three on the same day. So it's Friday the thirteenth. Awesome. Yeah, it was born on Friday. Friday, May thirteenth was when Christian just sat there that day was supposed to be about me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's about some baby. Yeah, <laughs> but. But yeah, it certainly has impacted us. I mean, there's been good, there's been bad, but I think we've done the best we can and we've still tried to be active. Um, you know, we did put out Bloodshot, uh, which came out in the end of 2020. Um, we wanted to put on an album last year, but with signing and stuff, it ended up getting pushed and we were kind of bummed out because we wanted to try to do one album a year. But <clears throat> the label really wanted to to like extend the process and have a lot of time between singles and stuff like that. So, and there was the whole issue with the first singles music video that cost us like six months of time. Oh, true. Yeah. That that was a huge bummer. I mean, I think it worked out for the best because the the video, I like the video a lot now, but yeah. So now we're just excited to be putting out new music again, finally. And then we have a show coming up too. So it's going to be really surreal and refreshing and probably a little bit scary to just be back (laughs) in I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't sang in front of people in like two years, so it's gonna be weird. <laughs> what those things for you like? Um, I'm up here for a reason. Uh, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, <laughs> right. I totally forgot. What are the words to my songs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, gentlemen, take a, a question we like to ask all of our guests. Take us back to the days when you were young masters, before the idea to become a rock star even entered your head. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted, I don't know exactly what position it would be called, but I wanted to work with like Bungie and other game development teams and stuff. I wanted to be the guy that like would maybe draw out concept art and then pitch it. Or if like, hey, here's our project, we need a world or we need a character, or we need an enemy type. I wanted to be like one of the illustrators. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never had that answer before. That's a great answer. <laughs> Yeah, he was really into gaming and stuff. It was it was cool, and he even would make those old. I don't know if you guys ever watched the Halo Three Machinima <laughs> style. Like basically, you'd like do like a custom Halo match, and you and then you do voiceover and make the character. You'd make your own movie out of a Halo custom game kind of a thing, or like a skit. And Christian yeah. would do those, and they were really funny, really cringe, <laughs> but funny. Uh, They're fun yeah, at the I, time. I wanted to it was always between music and acting for me. I did a lot of theater and stuff and drama stuff in high school. And I was very interested. I took some film classes. So I was very, I was very interested in that. I still love movies, huge movie buff. And at the end of my high school, um, before I graduated, it was really between pursuing music or pursuing like acting or theater or whatever. And I ended up choosing music. 
So, but it was always music or acting or drama, one of those two. What made you pursue the music side of it then? What made you not want to go down the acting route? I think just, I mean, both were really scary and huge risks. And I mean, obviously the, the chance of success is so minuscule in each, but I think the thought of trying to pursue acting on my own um, was such a scary thought as opposed to pursuing music with my brother and my friends. It just seemed more like a, I don't know. It just seemed more attainable and more like I would have support as opposed to if I did the acting thing, I feel like I would have really been soloing a lot of it and it would have been really scary. Um, so yeah, I think that was, that was part of it, but also I, I don't know. I, it, it was a hard choice, but I, I think oh, uh, at the end of the day, I, I just love performing in, in front of people um, in front of like a live audience, that whole energy. Yeah. Um, it, it's really cool. So. So, yeah. So we know from our research, well, assuming I got my research right this time, the band, the band, <laughs> the band started in 2013. Is, is that correct before I move on? Technically, yeah. That was when the inception and when we went to go record for the first time, but we weren't like announced yet. Yeah. So, but obviously you've made allusions to the fact you two seem to have known each other for like your entire life. How did you guys meet? Uh, since before memories could even form, uh, we were stepbrothers, so... Yeah, my 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 uh, our parents, my dad, my mom, his mom, his dad split up when we were both like a year old, Um, and then uh, our parents got together when we were about two, two and a half, and they're still together. So we've just always been brothers. Can't even remember (laughs) not having him as well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So did that love of music sort of like you grew that together? I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think I sort of started it as far as the playing instruments thing. I know we were both into different kinds of music uh, at different times. We grew up sort of being a pain in each other's asses and we like playing video games and stuff. But as we grew into our like preteen years, you know, he was starting to get like really into Green Day and stuff like that. And I was really into like classic rock and ACDC and stuff. And then which which you still like, dude, uh, you still liked. Green Day, yeah. and I still liked ACDC, but we did oh, yeah. kind of have like a brother rivalry of like this one's better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I still loved Green Day. I still to this day love Green Day too. But yeah, I remember I um I got a guitar for my birthdays and I brought it over, and Christian was like, "Dude, you look like you're actually in a band. Like you look <laughs> you look you look really cool." We were like twelve or eleven or whatever how old we were. Um, and yeah. then Christian ended up picking up the guitar too. I don't know how. Yeah, because my that. dad's like my my dad's been a guitar player his whole life. Yeah, and then. Logan's dad is in audio, does like live engineering and mixing and stuff. So we both like had our family involved in music. But um, yeah, yeah, when you got a guitar, I was always like kind of thinking about that. But I'm like, yeah, damn, he looks so cool. Like, I want to do that, too. That'd be cool (laughs) to do it together. Yeah. So we both played guitar uh, at first and then I ended up transitioning to drums and then when we were in our high school band, that's what we were. I mean, we, me and him still wrote most of the music, but it was, I played drums, he played guitar and he did, uh, he did like growls and screams. Yeah. Barely. And, and then it wasn't till we graduated high school that I switched from drums to vocals. Yeah. And back when it was me on guitar and you on drums, it was like, we didn't even really have a band. It was just us. And we were like actually in the basement jamming, writing songs 
like like yep. back in the old days where you'd write songs <laughs> just by playing something until ooh yeah keep doing that and then you like yeah yeah that's how we would write our songs back in the day yep do you know the, there's moments in like the shower or somewhere like completely where you have no access to a phone or, or pen or paper, whatever. Uh, just like run like you start singing something in your head like, la, 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 la. oh shit, uh, where, how do I write this down before I forget what yeah. it is? Yeah. I have like 200 voice memos in my phone. Dude, say, that's what oh, I, was wow. I, have so, I have so many breakdown patterns on my phone. Just da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> So, so when we get to writing the next album, like I got to remember to go through all of these because I know there's some good ones in there. Absolutely phenomenal. I imagine so, you'll go through me like, I thought this sounded great. And then you play back, you're like, what was I thinking? Oh, that definitely yeah. happens. <laughs> like you don't hear it anymore because in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, and there's going to be like a choir. And, like, But on, <laughs> when I'm not in that headspace and all I hear is a whisper of, I'm like, okay, like that's a boring pattern. Like I don't, I don't. I'm not hearing the idea anymore, but brilliant. <laughs> so the name then, villain of the story, where did that come from? What made you want to call yourselves that? You guys ever heard of the show Smallville? Yes. It is from it is a direct quote from that show. Oh. This is yeah. just as that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Lex Luthor says at one point, uh, I he says, You were all you were right about me all along, Mr. Kent. I am the villain of the story. He's talking to Clark Kent's dad. Yeah, uh, I think it's an, I don't th- I think it's like in a dream or an alternate reality or something. Uh, I don't remember the exact episode or, or what the, the plot was there because I haven't watched that show since I was in high school. But I always loved that show growing up, and I always thought that that line was really cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, it wasn't the first name. We went through a couple no. really cringy ones, but like- that and uh, us versus the universe was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what the fuck? Uh, in brighter day, in brightest day or in brightest day yeah in brightest day it was another oh. one. Oh, or blackest night yeah you're right that that's sounds, what that from. sounds cooler well that's what it's that's, <laughs> yeah it's from the green the green lantern thing but we none of them really like rolled off the tongue and then well the us, us first the universe flows but then all of a sudden we're like yeah, the name is kind of weird, but then also on paper, people are going to read it as us versus the universe, and that totally does not have the yeah. verse, the universe. Yeah, like, yeah. versus yeah. the universe. <laughs> it's just too. It's too long. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it was definitely villain of the story is pretty long too, but but us versus the universe, like. I'm so glad we didn't do that because that was such like a name of the time, like early 2010s. Like it definitely had like a dated name. Yeah, like the yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't do that. <laughs> but so yeah, Smallville. Maybe awesome. not an answer expected. I like that. That's awesome. So when I was doing my research, obviously I read somewhere that you you came together formed through a management team or something like that. But obviously you guys were stepbrothers, so is that complete? bollocks that i've read somewhere or is that is there something to that uh we were yeah yeah, in our in our local scene um there was a band called we are the blog (laughs) and they they were like we are the blog and yeah great name and but like they were like heavy hitters for the local scene and our local scene was really strong people went out to shows the energy was crazy a lot of love and support so we had we had a really good local music scene for like metalcore and stuff um around like 2010 2014 that whole era and so we're the blog started 
kind of branching out because social media was relatively new, like with Facebook and stuff. So they had like 4,000 likes on Facebook, dude, like so big. And so they were reaching outside of just the scene to where when they started doing Twitter marketing and all these different things. uh, But then they kind of were falling apart as a band. So then um, Sam Fassler, who was a friend of ours, but then has become more of a friend over time because he started the band. So where the blog's kind of like fading out, but he's like, I don't want to just waste everything that I've like learned. And like we started doing. So he was like, yo, Christian, I want you to like scream. Um, I want your brother to play bass. And he's like, we got a guitar player. Like, so he and the original drummer for the band out came the wolves. If you've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, uh working together because like oh everything we know let's like form a band and manage it from the background and like see how quickly we can get it to blow up um instead of like another local band that starts from complete scratch so like yeah. right out of the box um sam faster is like yeah so if you do this your brother plays bass and sings um we know johnny frank from attack attack that's who we're the blog was recording their stuff with at the time okay so he's like so right away when you guys get demos we'll drive out to Ohio. You can meet Johnny or write and record with him. So we're like attack attack. Oh my God. I love attack attack. <laughs> so we had like some connections like that, um, right out of the, uh, gate, but, uh, we found our drummer and then how, how long was Sam and Andrew even involved? I feel like they were like maybe the first year. They yeah, kind of helped us wasn't... get that initial <clears throat> following on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't long. Um, yeah, and Christian and I, we were in that high school band, you know, for like probably about two years where, like I said, I played drums and he was the guitarist and stuff. And right towards, uh, after graduating in the summer of 2013, the band sort of completely broke up. And then Christian and I did like one farewell acoustic show together. And then so when they reached out to Christian about this, we're like, oh, cool. This is like a new band that we can do together. And then speaking of theater and stuff, I had just done a musical for the first, I did it. I got the lead in Footloose which is the oh, first time I, first first time I ever sang in front of people, which that's where I got, you know, the sort of the confidence and decided, Oh, I kind of actually, instead of playing drums, I think I want to sing in front of people. And so then when we were putting the band together, um, that's where, so Sam, we talked to him and, about what we wanted to do and decided I would sing and play bass. And that's how it started. But yeah, they were only involved for maybe a year and they didn't really do too much other than really just get, get us that initial contact with Johnny. Um, and just sort of help get the ball yeah, rolling. Yeah, because back in the day, they, I mean, it was on the tail end of being like an old played out like tactic, I guess. But like the whole Twitter, they were like, I don't remember what the app was called, but you just type in of mice and men or bring me the horizon. And then it shows you their whole list of followers. And then you just go through and follow like 100, 200 people a day. And then you have it set up through the app where if they follow you back, it automatically sends them a, like a message like, yo, thanks for the follow. Here's our new song. Like, check it out if you like Bring Me the Horizon. And obviously they follow Bring Me the Horizon, so they might like it. So by this day and age, it's a, it's a bit cringe. And I guess it was a little cringe even back then. However, it kind of worked <laughs> for like a year. Um, but then we just got to the point where it was just, you know, you oversaturate your following. So then your reach and everything start going down, even though you have more followers, your engagement goes down because it just became more spammy. And we're like, we're yeah. not really getting like that authentic 
connection anymore. So we kind of like stopped that and then actually personally went out or messaging people and like trying to like build some more rapport than just like an automated DM to where that's when it really started clicking. But that initial like campaign, I guess you could call it definitely got us like our first like thousand or so followers and um, made, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's all I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, remember- is there, is there really a point I'm trying to make? No? <laughs> no? Okay. I remember that random point in, in, in time on social media when loads of random, like random acts and bands and stuff started would follow you out of nowhere. It'd be like, Oh, like some acoustic person in Chicago. And then it'd be a band in Australia. It'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I remember those days. And then it just died off really quick. Yeah. Yeah. It got to the point where you're like, dude, come on. You're like the hundredth band today. To <laughs> yeah, send yeah. Me a DM, like, <laughs> get out of here. I don't feel so special anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of comes and goes with all like marketing trends. It like works for some people and then everyone starts doing it. And then by the point everyone does it, it's played out. No one likes it anymore. And then you just move on to the next thing. <laughs> Now it's all OnlyFans shit now, and and uh, no, we, like, we got to get on that grind, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need to get now. It's just loads of fake accounts of a of, of a woman, and their photos are someone completely different. And you're like, oh, you're not even trying anymore. Like, if you re- if you really want me to follow this page or come see your sexy pics, then actually get the page correct first. So I realize that you're actually not two completely different people and just obviously just a completely yeah, okay. stunning. Like kind of kind of to that point where it kind of comes off more like a, an actual bot than a person. Yeah. So I think Absolutely. that's probably why the whole thing died out because it lost what personality, even though it was barely any, but it totally lost that. So it was it literally was just ah bots everywhere. Ah, yeah. Leave me alone. Spam. Yeah. So how did you guys find like your sound? I don't know, because a lot of bands tend to transition, I think, a lot through time and obviously eventually end up in whatever genre they because so how did how did you find like your the villain of the story sound? Um I would say like with our EP, that was like our only album where it was basically all metalcore except for a piano song. Um, but it was pretty much since our first album, we always just had the idea of, I mean, we love Nickelback, Breaking Benjamin, like oh, bands like that. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many to list, but those would be like the two main ones. Um, but we also are loving metalcore right now. So why not? Like, I didn't really know bands. There was bands like Bring Me the Horizon or other bands where they completely would shift into yeah. like, we're a rock band when we were a metalcore band. So we're like, I'm sure other bands were doing it too, but it was just why not do both? So like powerless and grow are like pretty rock and this apocalypse to an extent are pretty rock oriented songs off our first album, but just every album after that, we just can all of our rock stuff is so obviously what our audience wants us to do. They, they outperform all of our heavy songs, like (laughs) no contest. But we love heavy music, so that's why like we're gonna keep those roots. Like we don't want to completely drop that side. But as far as like actually finding the sound, I don't know. I just feel because <laughs> you could totally argue that we're not like the most unique or anything like that. But I think it's just we just do the music that we love to do, and even if it's generic, 
at least I think it comes across as these are just guys that like the generic metalcore or something. Whereas like <laughs> other bands like trying to do this or trying to do that, where we don't like reinvent the wheel, but I don't know. We're, we're literally just writing music that we like. So uh, I don't know if you have an opinion on that, Logan, like how we found our sound. I feel like it just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, it was just pretty natural. I mean, a lot, it was just a lot of uh, the EP certainly was a lot of like Memphis Mayfire influence there and we tried to do like the southern rock metalcore thing um we didn't really have any like butt rock stuff at that point and really even in our first full length we didn't really have too many like radio rock songs we had powerless and we had grow in this apocalypse yeah i would say this apocalypse is probably I mean, but they all just like still had were like had a big at least like one solid chunk of like metalcore in them yeah like they weren't really rock songs. They were, it was that blend of rock and metalcore. And um, so I guess we were just, we kind of wanted to do that. We thought it was something different where it's like, you take a song and you literally make it like half metalcore, half butt rock. And we still like that. But at the same time, we also um, were like, well, this is probably hard for a lot of people to listen to because you have people who like heavy stuff, but they don't like, butt rock and then you have people who like butt rock but they don't like heavy stuff so then you're sort of like these people don't really like they only want to listen to half the song so we figured it'd probably be better if we wrote you know mm. he- wrote heavy songs and wrote rock songs and then had a couple songs that were in between but we had to be more catering to each audience instead of yeah. just constantly mixing everything because then again these people on both sides are only going to like half the songs so yeah okay mm-hmm. so piggybacking off that yeah 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 um like you can you can think of this apocalypse and then off our first album too far gone off the second album and then True. bloodshot off the third album True. it's just like oh so here's a half and half and then too far gone is a little bit more rock but still had like a metal side and even though bloodshot does have like a metalcore aspect of it i think it was just that's what we were trying to do all the way back then was just find like the right balance between them. If we are going to mix where you could argue that maybe we had a couple of hiccups with our earlier stuff where, Oh, it sounds cool, but it's not fully fleshed out where I think we're getting to that point where here's our rock stuff. Here's our metalcore stuff. And then here's like our perfected blend. So it's not, <laughs> so it's not too harsh of a cut going from rock to metalcore back to rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. flow is a little better now. Yeah, we find that though. You know, with bands, you know, you start off trying to find yourself, and then you get closer and closer to that sound you want. You've that perfect blend, as you say. (laughs) So, before I did want to talk about this man over here knows me far too well. He said, "I've got booked this band to come on the show. You need to listen to him. Sent me a song instantly. It was a cover of Pop by NSYNC. Oh boy. I was like, this is possibly the greatest thing I've ever listened to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to cover that? Because you've done like a couple of covers by Nickelback, you know, but you just express your love for Nickelback. So why NSYNC? <laughs> Wasn't that her first cover too, Logan? Yeah, ever? that was the first one. Yeah, it's yeah, because yeah. it's because I was really into NSYNC. I've always been into boy bands and stuff. Uh, I, I just love I just love pop music. I love that genre. And uh we it's like a song that i would put on on the way to the studio and stuff and we'd always jam it in the car and it was like you know dirty pop and we just like rock out in the car and it was just a good time (laughs) and then um i think it was wasn't it that we 
like we had extra time at the studio to record. Yeah. Like we, we, we had already finished recording all our songs and we had like an extra day and we're like, well, we could do a cover. And then we're like, what should we cover? And then like, I think I must've said it as a joke, like, Oh yeah. Like Johnny pull up, you know, pull up pop by NSYNC. And then he like pulled it up. Cause he's, he like knew what it was, but he wasn't like, as soon as he heard the song, he was like, Oh my fucking God, you guys have to cover this. Like <laughs> he, he immediately Johnny, Johnny was like, dude, this will be so much fun. Like, let's write this. Let's record it right now. Like, please let's do this so johnny like shout out johnny yeah once once johnny had the idea in his head like once we like i threw it out as a joke because i love the song but then once johnny like heard it in his head like the instrumentals and everything he was like okay please i'm begging you guys i know you were joking but let's actually do this so we're like he's like like, so we got one more day tomorrow so just give me like four hours so we just kind of like sat around while he like went through and like made all the like he made all the samples and like John, Johnny did. Yeah. Johnny like really wrote the whole instrumental. And he was just, so hyped on it. He's like, guys, please just yeah. let me do this. And then we'll throw your vocals over it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was a big, like just a creative blast for Johnny. I think and we had, yeah. a, we had a, we had a lot of fun listening to him, write it. And then obviously doing the vocals and hearing the end result. It was just, it was a blast. Yeah. It's so phenomenal. I work in an opticians as a day job and I played it in there. Just oh, and everyone was like, "This is phenomenal." Obviously, you've, the word "fucking" is in there, uh, which I completely forgot all about. So uh, <laughs> that, that didn't go down very well. But everyone was like, "This is great! What is this?" I was like, "Oh, well, funny should do. Let me tell you a little story. Sit down, let's have a little chat, shall we?" Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely incredible. My other half absolutely loves it. She put it on a playlist. She's been playing it back and forth in the car. Oh, and everything. It's so awesome. good. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. So when are we gonna get a film of the story and sync album then? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Huge collab. All just loads of different covers, like I don't know, Backstreet Boys and uh, all those classic nineties or two thousands pop bands. That'd be incredible. You just do all of them too. You just get One Direction in there and Big yeah, Time fuck Rush. It. Yeah, let's go nuts. All yeah. the boy bands, Jonas Brothers. Why not? <laughs> One big massive fucking tour. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm very so, disappointed that there isn't a boy band album on the horizon. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Paige literally just brought that up in chat, in our band chat the other, like two days ago. He's like, has anyone done like a literal metalcore boy band? Like, like it's literally so. like all four vocalists, but like over like a poppy metal instrumental. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I thought he was talking more about just the choreographed, like, the choreography yeah just like all of us just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even if it even if the song is like super heavy like if and even if like they're playing instruments like if we just had like a choreographed routine for the music video <laughs> that'd be amazing honestly that's be pretty pretty great that, that could be Genius a fun idea. video idea at some point at least yeah yeah proper choreographed boy brand there one's gonna have a jacket with no shirt on and mm. that's something like <laughs> the classic classic all in the same color <laughs> yep. your page with dibs that yeah, he would. <laughs> but I came across you guys back in 2020. Uh, I just had YouTube on, just playing some songs while I was, I think I was doing work, I was doing something or other. Um, and Peace of Mind was the very first song that I heard by you guys, which absolutely blew me away. Obviously, it's it's one of obviously a much slower one. So I when I actually listened to you properly, I was like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because I think Bloodshot had been out not very long at that time, um, so that's the first that's the first time I went to. Um, just unbelievable, guys! Like I literally, I think I listened to it every day, 
uh, without fail. I, and I, as I said in the email, I think losing control is going to be top of my Spotify players by the end of this year. That or don't go yeah, anyway. Yeah. But when you're going so back... Cool. Oh, well, you know, Thank you. I'm not, I won't try and suck too much dick, I promise. Um, <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> um, what was my, so you went about earlier about how some of your songs are quite different. So from, obviously, the m- most recent songs that you've released, Losing Control and Don't Go are very similar, but then Karma is completely different from the, those two. So it, again, your, your feed is like, here's our rock side, but then this is the metalcore side. Enjoy this part as well. <laughs> Absolutely unreal. <laughs> So yeah, we're about to drop another metalcore one in like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the label wants to post the video at 4 p.m. our time, which is in like 23 minutes. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't even know that. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, I, no I, <laughs> I haven't I haven't checked the band chat today, so that's my uh, bad. Yeah, they were like, hey, we want to post it at 4 p.m. today. And I'm like, OK, sounds cool. So I made like promotional videos that I have. Scheduled. I'm guessing Spotify is Friday, though, right? Yeah, that comes out at midnight. But yeah, to, to your point, like, yeah, so it was losing control, rock, karma, metalcore, don't go, rock, no, jester, metalcore. Yep. Yep. I, I'd be honest, I completely forgot what my point was, but I was just, oh. I, I, I can't, you know, we just start talking and like my brain just went off somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like the words just kept coming out. Well, was, you were just mentioning how, how there was, we had two rock songs and then a metalcore one that were very different. So, and then Peace of Mind was the first one. So, then when you yeah. checked out the other, you're like, whoa, they're yeah. actually heavy. Yeah, it's just, just, just great. It, it's, you know, it, it, um, there's obviously there's so many bands out there now, so many bands like, uh, be, not pigeonhole, but doing the similar sort of thing. But you just, you just seem to have that sound that I just want more. Do you know what I mean? I love to hear that. I can listen That's to good. some, I can listen to some bands and go, yeah, it's good. But I, I don't know, I'll forget about them or go back to it. But with your sound, I don't know what it is. Like losing control, I couldn't, I just couldn't listen to it. It just on, constantly on. And then, and then my other half was like, I really like this. It's really good. Who's this? Um, yeah. I, I think the thing is, we really pushed ourselves and I pushed Logan as well, but he was pushing himself to really put a lot of effort into the melodies and the flow and the, like the hooks. We really want to like everything, every part of every song to be as catchy and memorable. And like, just, I yeah. have to hear this song again. Yeah. And I, I do yeah. think Logan fucking kicked ass on this next album with choruses and stuff. So I'm hyped. Thank you. I'm very excited. I have or I've pre ordered the album as well. Uh, hey. So I'm very looking, much looking forward to it. Um, yeah. But obviously, with the pandemic and everything, ha- like uh, I think Logan mentioned it earlier, that you haven't toured or played a show in three years, nearly three years, which is insane. I'm assuming you've really missed tours and really missed playing shows. I don't miss it, touring. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm like, honestly, yes and no. I miss playing live, like that whole. Ah, oh, it's just you, it's unmatched energy. You if I could just play like, else. if I could just play like four or five shows a year, I'd that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. The touring where it's like it's just at this point in our lives when I really think about like ah, getting in the, I mean the van bus thing and sleeping in a tiny bunk and living off McDonald's and gas station burritos and not oh. making money and then also not being at work to make money, so you're losing money everywhere. Just the whole thing. I'm like, God, I didn't care. I wanted to do it anyway for the experience. Uh, you know, it's hard to know time. after all this time if we would, if we toured now, if we would have a bigger poll. But I mean, when we yeah. when we did like co-headliners before, I mean, we there's a couple of shows that we, you know, we'd pull like 
50 to 70 people maybe and those were like, like awesome and, shows yeah those were like the best shows and then some shows would be like two people maybe so which just, were still I mean, awesome that, yeah those but, were fun but and this is all post i'm sorry not post pre bloodshot so yeah. it's hard to know like now that we put out bloodshot and we have this new music like if we've actually if, if we'd have more of a poll if we did any sort of tour but i think just since we've had kind of a really i don't want to say bad experience but a really just like raw humbling like uh it's like christian said it's like it's very it's just rough on the road you know so yeah i think it'd be different if we were if we were you know opening for a a larger band where we could sort of guarantee like financial security if we're if we're going away from home and stuff like that i mean um plus we all have families too so that makes it tough it's just at this point in time it's it's if it were to be like our previous tours it would just be wouldn't really it would be a really bad financial investment and put a lot of our families at risk (laughs) yeah and we don't want that to happen yeah so as much as we love that and we want to play shows um because that is the best part is like when you're on stage live and just uh, that's why i can't wait for this show I'm like dying for it. I I listen to our set list. I have like a playlist for all the songs that we're gonna play, and I'm just like, I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner, just like let's go. <laughs> I can't wait to play these songs. Oh, because most like we haven't played anything off Bloodshot because that came out in 2020. So it's like putting a set list together was pretty tricky because we have so much music that we 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 want to play, but yeah. you know you only have so much time. So as far as songwriting goes for you guys, like different groups have different ways of doing it. How does songwriting work for you? Is it music first, then lyrics or lyrics first or something completely different? It's usually like at both at the same time. Like usually it's I'm writing lyrics and stuff. And sometimes like I'll write like a chord progression and a melody, but most of the time Christian's just working on instrumentals and I'm working on lyrics and then he'll send me just straight instrumentals and then I'll take my lyrics and, work out melodies for a chorus or a verse. And then, you know, if it's a heavy song, I'll try to, you know, work out phrasing for screams and stuff like that. And then we get demos together and we just, since we live, you know, in different States, we send each other ideas. A lot of times, like I'll do whisper screaming ideas and then he'll send stuff back like where he's actually screaming or, or maybe he wants to change a lyric or change the phrasing of a certain spot to this, or he wants it to be instead of a low scream, be a high scream or have layers. Like we just sort of start from, we each are writing and then we just kind of combine the two, I suppose, like for, like for losing control, for example, was Christian wrote that instrumental and it was, I know it was very inspired by faint by Lincoln park. And so he wrote just, yeah. So he wrote, (laughs) yeah. So he wrote, I mean, yeah. So he wrote that instrumental and then I wrote, I was right. I wrote lyrics separately, not even in mind for that instrumental, but then, you know, that's what I do is I, if I have like five songs worth of lyrics, I'll take the one that I think best suits it. Obviously if it's a big, like, fuck you, like karma, I'm not going to put that to a a softer song. (laughs) I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that to a metalcore song, but if it's more like, you know, maybe a bit more emotional lyrics, a bit more stuff like that, then I'll put that to the, the more rock stuff or the more, where it's more singing and stuff. So that's that's how losing control worked is i just uh took my lyrics and came up with melodies to christian wrote the entire instrumental and chord progression and all that but then when we were actually together for tracking you were the one that was like "Ooh, add a ride on that second verse 
like the tom yeah. part you were like right like you spice up the drums a little there like ooh, it's sick yeah we always do that with each other like he'll he does the same thing with vocals he'll he'll say like i said to change phrasing or he'll be like oh what if for the chorus instead of going up with the melody you go down or what if going down you go up or what if you repeat this line so it sounds catchy or we, we just do stuff like that where we you know we just um come up with ideas and mo- like i'd say 99 of the time we're we like each other's ideas and it's just it's a very fluent process so where do you get your inspiration for lyrics is it personal things to yourself or is it just stuff you make up in your head or a bit of both <clears throat> i think it's it's a little bit of both like a lot a lot of it is personal stuff um some of it is just like maybe stuff that i observe somebody else going through as well where it's like i uh if i see something even in a movie if i see somebody going through something and i'm watching a movie i'm like damn that would like make a good song uh a lot of that goes there a lot of it has to do with like uh a lot of my songs are about relationships with uh some of my family members and friends and stuff like that and then some of them are like totally like uh the song coming out uh, today is called Jester, and that's legit, just like a just like a story. Like it's just a story about a, a psycho killer. So like <laughs> so some of them, you know, some of them have like a really deeper meaning, uh, and they're really like they mean a lot to me. And then some are just fun. Yeah, they're just uh, kind of corny, but just it's for the fun yeah, it's of just, it. It's just it's just yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Just weirdly, just random thought to Since becoming a dad. Has that affected your mindset when it comes to writing lyrics at all? It has. I mean, I think I have like five different songs that are about my daughter that I've started, but it's, uh, there's been some that I've scrapped. It's just hard. It's, it's one of those things. that's like a lot of the things that I want to say or write down, I read back later and I'm like, this is true, but it also sounds really fucking corny. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love my little girl. You know? like, not, the- yeah, it's like, you know, you got to find a way to make it sound, you know, I don't know, not yeah, super corny. Because uh, there's things that you can say, but then in context of a song, it does not translate yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, Just- it, op- it opens up a whole new realm for for stuff i mean you you can write about the first time the first time i saw her first time she looked at me um you know watching her grow up you know being scared of her you know growing up too fast like there's there's just once you yeah once you have a kid christian's about to have a daughter too uh in a couple months so yeah it's it's just it's like once you have a kid it's like it's just this whole new found love that you've never could imagine and uh so yeah i definitely it's this this next album i'm sure uh will certainly have stuff to do with that i'm just waiting for the metalcore song of daddy can't take any more blues <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie i love blues clues and, uh, <laughs> I, I actually have not gotten sick of it yet so we'll see what happens <laughs> release it like after divided comes out later down the line he's got some songs about they're like the story sounds so much different to what they used to like yeah <laughs> maybe we'll just put out a kid's album with like <laughs> you know just kid songs genius we can be the first like nickelodeon metalcore show <laughs> <laughs> where we like teach kids you know how to how to add and subtract and how to do patterns and we just do it like oh my god that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta have the slime could, as well. You gotta have Nickelodeon slime. That could be slime. a whole thing, dude. Think about it. It's literally, literally no one has idea. ever done that. So, metal yeah. subtraction. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, and and breakdowns could be patterns. Like you go, din, 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 din. So you're doing one, three, one, three. <laughs> you know, you're you're teaching a kid patterns by chugging. So that's actually kind of smart. To, you know, <laughs> so I love the fact that this conversation we've come up with your boy band album, and now you're. I've literally kids just thought of I, this. Has never crossed my mind until just now. So now it's like a whole new like. Yeah, we should. That's that's a good idea. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> gonna steal it though. Um, get millions of views. You better get yeah. to writing before someone has it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cut this part out of the interview so no one takes it. <laughs> 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 you, you guys could have this copy, but then we'll take it off the actual uh, the actual thing we're releasing. Yeah. So obviously you've got new album coming out divided. Um, what can you tell us about the new album? How is it going to stand against the others? Is it more the same of the gr- same great stuff, or is you trying anything new with this record? It is the worst album of our entire career. <laughs> Whoever wrote that on the social media to that person, I bowed, I bowed down to you massively. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever read. Because I don't understand people that do that. Well, it better be as good as Bloodshot or better. Who are you? Sorry, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I, like, I genuinely do. I think it is our best, but it's just, of course, I think that. Everybody Every, says that. Everyone says that. So I'm like, everyone I have to just say the opposite because like... <laughs> Like, come yeah, on. It's a pile of garbage. Like, like, what do you want me to say? Like, yes, it will be better. And it's like, well, but you're not going to know that until you hear it because it's totally subjective. exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely most comparable to Bloodshot. Yeah, of, like uh, you, could, you could definitely take Bloodshot and Divided and make it like a 16 song, like Deluxe or something, because it sounds like they all go together. You'd yeah. maybe change the track listing a little bit. It, to flow it is. Better, it but. is only eight songs because, like I said, our our plan was to do an eight song album every year instead of doing like a twelve song album every two to three years. Um, but again, since this whole process took longer, uh, it, the album didn't come out last year. But it's still only eight songs. But I mean, uh, I, I like that. I, I like if if you can make a an album that's not as many songs but you really take the time to like put a lot of love into each song so that there's not really any throwaways yeah i don't think that there's any throwaways uh it's not for me obviously you know we're gonna be biased but i don't think there's any throwaways on the album um and there's and we've we've experimented too so there's i mean there's a couple songs that are nothing like anything we've ever done before and one of them one of them is not a single it's very experimental for us so Almost okay. was a single, but we're like, eh, yeah, it was, we, were all, we were on the fence. We just didn't know, you know, how people would take it. So, look at Tom's intrigued face. He's, he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, still but, like, it's still like heavy. There's, you know, there's still like, they're screaming in it. There's, I mean, it's, it's just kind of like a, I'll just like wait till you hear it, I guess. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Don't, don't spoil anything. I don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't do spoilers. I don't like them, but. Going back to what you said, um, uh, with that you like to put a lot of love and a lot of time into songs and only have them, you know, not not go for a, a proper full length t- 12, 13 track, like you said, go for an eight. But you can really hear it in the three songs you've released so far. You can really hear the love and the, the time that you've taken because they're absolute bangers. And I'm not saying that because you sat here. And I'm not saying that because I really like your band a lot. It, it, seriously, if you like, like I said earlier about losing control, I just want to keep listening to it. I literally just wanted to keep it going and, keep, and I'm still, I've been listening for however long it's been out 
and I'm not bored of it and I want to keep playing it and I want to blast it out across the fucking river that I live by. Just so I mean, just, I, I just, I just, I think you guys deserve more than what you, like you said, when you're 70 people turn to a show, you deserve more than what you get because the music's phenomenal. Well, well it's, it's people like you that I did see that losing control now passed stuck <laughs> by like 50k yep. or something. It's so it's now really, our, our second our, most streamed original song behind peace of mind it's passed up it's didn't even come out a year ago it's passed up every everything else which is crazy so thank you yeah you yeah you you were probably like a five hundred thousand of the streams (laughs) (laughs) just play in my sleep i just don't ever press stop but it's like keep on going and going and going (laughs) but no it does mean a lot i mean we've been doing this for for a long time our first song came out in January of 2014. So we've been, you know, it's been eight over eight years, eight and a half years since our, well, really it's been nine years since we almost nine years since we formed, but so it's coming up on a decade, you know, we're just this, one of those bands where we've just been grinding and grinding and grinding for years. Yeah. And haven't really gotten a big break, but obviously we're, we're at the highest point we've ever been, which is a really cool feeling. Um, and Spotify we're you know, breaking our personal records for how many listeners and stuff and how many streams. And so we're certainly in a good spot, but it's been a grind. It's been a long and, uh, uh, trying, uh, nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Nine years. We've, we've, we've taken a lot of shit. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to imagine. Uh, but I feel like divide is going to set you to that next level. Um, so I can't guarantee. I can't ever say, suggest that you'd be coming over to the UK anytime soon. Then, if your touring is not really your plan, uh, well, we've talked with the label and um, the guy that kind of does kind of like in-house booking and stuff. Like they they want to get us like on festivals, but either you're gonna have to probably pay a lot of money to like buy a spot in a way because because of covid a lot of stuff is like pushed back a couple years so it's like they already have like lineups for a while for a lot of the festivals but they always said they're always going to keep an eye out so if there is ever like a spot that they can like weasel us in they're gonna like i mean we think we couldn't confirm it unless like we can actually make it happen but (laughs) they're, they're, they're doing what they can to try and put us in a position to where i don't know every single festival that's over there but damn we'd love to go over there it'd be great to have you so Sander, is there anything that you really want to achieve in this band like bucket list sort of things like i want to play this venue i want to do this sort of thing is there anything that you know those career goals personally i want to headline a sold out show at a venue here in minnesota called the myth which a way big dream would be selling out a headline venue at the target center. But I, for this kind of music, I don't think we'll ever get there. Um, maybe, but definitely the myth. I don't remember what the cap is, but it's like around 2000. So yeah, like I've seen so many bands ask on Sandra, bring me the horizon of my Man, a day to remember. Like a lot of those bands play that venue. So we saw breaking I, Benjamin there too. Yeah. Oh, so every time I've gone to see a band in that venue, I'm like, Oh, and then everyone's freaking <laughs> out, having a great time. Like, oh, I would love to like headline that venue because then you're like, everyone's here for our music. It's going to go off. Like, because it's one thing because we played with I Prevail for a couple uh, weeks on one of their tours, and those were amazing. Um, and there were people that were moving and stuff, 
but most people have never heard of you before. So they're kind of like, they're just to take it in, which is fair. Yeah. But it's like, if you're the headline, ideally, like everyone is there for you. So then like, everyone's going to be singing. It'd be so loud. Yeah. I mean, when we play home shows, it's really cool. Cause you know, we have, I mean, I don't know what are, the most people we've had at a show a couple hundred maybe, but just to have a large amount of people like singing your stuff back at you is like the best feeling. So like just to have that, but like imagine it being like, like Christian said, like a 1000 to 2000 cap venue amount of people like screaming your stuff back at you. Like, I think that's like probably where I'd feel like the most fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, or feel like, like it all really paid off. So. So yeah. music videos, then I ask, I like to ask any band or artist we have on here, love them or hate them. <laughs> Our music videos suck. <laughs> uh, most of ours are just do it, do it yourself, just because uh, oh, there's such really, a pain in the ass. Yeah, and we don't really, <laughs> we don't really get a lot of financing, so we just sort of, you know, we we do what we can with what we got. And uh, but as far as other bands, you know, I, I don't really watch music videos anymore. I mostly just listen to songs. But with bands that have I like fun music videos. So like uh, Electric Cowboy, you know, I don't know if you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. They do the really fun, really crazy stuff. And so whenever they release a song, I'm like, oh, I have to check for a video because yeah. I know it's going to be hilarious. So that'll make me watch a video um, or if it's like a live performance. But otherwise, I don't I generally don't watch videos anymore by myself. Yeah, it used to be a big thing back in the early 2000s, like the TV steps, yeah. the series we had over here, people just watching. I used to watch them all the time before school, after school. Yeah. I'd even put at a point where I put a VHS, like an actual tape, put a tape in, record everything while I'm at school and watch it or while I'm at home. But yeah, I see it because <laughs> now you've got all the, like the streaming stuff now. People tend to listen more than they need to watch. But I still go on YouTube, like I said earlier, and just whack them on, just let it play and catch new bands, that sort of thing. Like that's how I discovered you guys. Um so, but I don't know a lot of people I've spoken to hate doing music videos, regardless of like budget or whatever. They just cut because it takes like 20 hours. Oh, I really don't like the process at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the video for Karma, we literally almost died because of smoke, of smoke inhalation. We, it was really unsafe. We were in a very not uh, ventilated area with all the, we had all the smoke going off and the fire. And then we had, we had a, uh, uh, like a heater that was like a, a propane heater. It was just like heating up this because it was like negative 20 degrees outside or some crazy shit. So then we were, we were inside breathing in all this awful, you know, smoke. And then to go get fresh air, we'd have to go breathe in negative 20 degree. Air. Oh, <laughs> and that, and that shoot was literally, I think like a 16 hour shoot, like a 12 yeah. to 16 hour shoot. Oh. It was fucking insane. And we all, I was like coughing up blood. Everybody else was coughing up like black. I mean, it was like, we thought like we might we'd just fucking die to be honest. Yeah. We'd have to go to the hospital, but luckily yeah. everyone's symptoms went away after like a week. Yeah. But, just, yeah. It was, it was really bad. It was horrible. It was the worst one that we've ever done for sure. And then when we all did, of our videos are like cold or they're just like, Oh, to get to the location, we gotta like track through the woods with the drum kit. Was, like, losing control was actually really smooth, and that was nice. Yeah, that, that was easy. That was a pretty easy one. The only thing was the the thing that he put around the because it was like a big track that he was like spinning around us. 
So that was like, the, there was a, a bit of setup there, but in terms of the conditions and stuff, that was really smooth. And then the don't go video was easy too. We just, that was probably yeah. the fastest, the fastest <laughs> shoot we've ever done. We just went in there and did a couple of run throughs of just like the performance shots and easy peasy. So who's on? Oh, sorry. So, sorry, Jed, the karma video then, why did you carry on with it if it was fucking you over? I mean, we were down to like the last four takes when all of a sudden everyone started coughing and like, oh, everyone's coughing. We're all like getting lightheaded. Like, but we have to get like these last two takes or four takes. We, we had to make two, it worth it. Yeah. We did two more takes and we're like, nope, we're out of here. We can't even yeah. finish. Like there we were two more do. shots we wanted to get, but we're like, nope, we got to pull the plug on this. This Damn. is too bad. Who's no, idea? It was, it was, it was, it was like shit. a collective. It was like everyone's idea. Because the dude that did the video, like he had done fire in there before, but long story short, we didn't have fire machines last minute guy pulled out. So we got some like fire ingredients that someone knew how to like ignite. So we had a car battery off to the side and it was like an actual explosion. It wasn't a fire machine. Oh, so I think it was, it was giving off way more smoke than a fire machine would. So I think that's what it was. And then, yeah. I want, um, I want to do a music video, boys, but I want to almost die. All right. Are we happy with that? <laughs> <laughs> the things you do for metalcore. That's nuts. Okay, Before we wrap up, what have you guys got coming up, planned for the future, other than obviously the new record? Is there anything else that you haven't announced yet? Uh, we're just starting to write the next one, uh, early, yeah. early, early stages of writing. And then we have the biggest thing we're you know, got coming up is our album release show in August uh, in our hometown. Uh, in minnesota and other than that yeah we do have actually uh, we do have another nickelback cover coming out oh, uh, oh yeah dude i to, oh, i keep forgetting about that yeah i have to gotta, make the instrumental yeah we we've tracked it we still got to do a video for it and then we have another cover too coming out of another like uh early 2000s really insanely popular rock band that we did a cover of we're uh so we're not going to spoil that but that fun but yeah, so so two two covers coming out. You know how we did Nickelback and Bullet from Valentine last time. This time we're doing Nickelback and another um, really popular rock band. So, so. it's kind of our, our trope at this point. Every album gets followed up with a Nickelback cover. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Until we've done them all. Until we've done it. them all. Yep. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. So before we let you guys get out of here, have you got any plugs, social medias, things you want people to go check out? Uh. Well, our new song's coming out right now, so go <laughs> yeah. go, ch- go check out our new song, Jester. It's heavy as fuck if you like heavy. If you don't, then check out the two of our other singles that are not heavy. We got a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of everything for everybody. Perfect. Uh, we, we both stream on Twitch. Uh, I do like music reactions and stuff, and then Logan plays a game called Dead by Daylight. Um, yeah, yeah. That's well, like that. his main thing. Yeah. Yep. So pretty much what we do we write music and then stream on video games <laughs> Bang, that sounds great and where can people find you on the socials is it just the band name job done yeah just just yeah, or just... or vots 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 band uh is a lot of our handle uh for the band so yeah amazing boys it's been great thank you so much for taking the yeah. time out. i really appreciate thanks for it. having us yeah, yeah it was a blast anytime anytime we'll uh we'll do it we'll do it again sometime yes yes down, and down then the line we can talk about other stuff and have like maybe an extended sit down or something. Look All after right. yourselves. Take it easy. See you soon, boys. All right. Have a good, good night. night. All right. See you later. Bye bye. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Just a beautiful conversation. And I 
like I said before, I love conversations like this. So people are like, yeah, we've done this, but also we really want to do this. So just open and honest conversation about the successes. Incredibly talented band, and I really, really hope they get to go where they want to go. Yeah, exactly. I completely agree. Very excited for the new album on July 22nd. Divided, it's going to be, I've already bought it on uh, vinyl. Very sexy. Very, very sexy vinyl. Um, but yeah. Artwork's beautiful. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate taking time out. I know you're very busy boys uh, with with small ones and whatnot. So uh, we hope that everyone listening to this enjoys it as much as we did recording it. Mr. Stevens. Hello. It's audience participation time. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This week I said, what sort of things appear on your bucket list? Nice and simple one. Are there they standard normal answers or anything slightly more weird and unusual? And a little factoid I learned while I'm doing this. You know, have you ever seen the movie The Bucket List? No. With Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. The term bucket list came from that movie. It wasn't a thing before that film. I did not know that. Oh, really? Learned something new. Oh, really? Anyway, what say you, Mr. Stevens? What's on that bucket list? And mine aren't really mentally weird. Um, I've got a bucket list of guests for this show. Yep, same. Um, so I'm trying to remember who my third one was. My top two, John Oliver's right at the top, oh, yeah. and James Spader. I forgot who my third is. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, so that's that sort of thing. And then, um, oh, Jeremy McKinnon, they to remember lead singer. And then, um, Bucket list wise, I just want to. I want to go to Australia and New Zealand, and I want to watch rugby out there because I think that'd mm. be unbelievable. Australia, New Zealand, like a dream, dream destinations of mine. Uh, Fiji as well. I'd love to go there. Um, that's it, really, man. Just a lot of traveling. Just I don't. You should never regret. You should never have regrets. Just you know, life's too short. You only get one get one shot at it all. Just fucking enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Just, um, but and another new. I have already completed some things on my bucket list. In the sense that I've, I've been to watch a Pittsburgh game, Steelers game in Pittsburgh, um, and my hero is no one of my best mates. So that's, <laughs> he was on my he was on the show. I didn't I didn't expect it to make a friendship out of it. So um, yeah, we got to interview Braden Barry on this on this on this show, and it just made me so happy. Um, <laughs> and now we're good mates. So yeah, that's also a big thing for me. What about you? Yeah, same as you, I've got like dream bucket list guest, Kevin Smith, Paul Stanley from Kiss. They're my two. I just, yeah, I need them on this fucking show. <laughs> but I've only about one, like, because like you're saying, like, don't live with regrets. So it's like, there's things I'd like to do, but they're not like, I want to do this before I die. Things. The main thing I've always, always wanted is my dream thing I've always wanted in life. I can never achieve that. It will never happen. And that is to see Kiss at Madison Square Garden. But, yeah, that's not going to happen because they're calling it quits now. So <laughs> unless I can get the money very quickly for whenever they announce that show, it's not going to happen. Is that why, why they put, is that going to be their final ever, is it? What they're doing now is their final tour. And it's it on their last, is it? It's not been announced yet, but I'm no doubt they're, they're from New York. So I'm no oh, doubt okay. they'll be one of their last shows. But yeah, that can never happen now, which is a bit rubbish. But hey-ho. Anyway, let's get some... Answers from the listeners. Keris Mansfield says, go on the Orient Express. Does she? Oh, I better write that down then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I already knew that, but yeah. I don't 
don't know a lot about the Orient. I've heard of it, but I don't really, other than it's a train, I don't really know a lot about it. Then it's a train. Yeah, that's you know pretty much the same as me. I can eat on it. Oh, there you go. That's all you need to know. Uh, Stefan Phillips says jet skiing. Fair. And also doing one of those sleep deprivation chambers, dark body, oh. salt water inside, ex- experience true peace. No, hell no. No, not for me. No. Fair not. play, though. I hope yeah. he gets to do it. Yeah, not for me. Uh, Lizzie Edwards says skydiving for sure. That really? Again, yeah. The idea of jumping out of a moving plane, nah. <laughs> uh, however many thousand feet in the air. What, the parachute doesn't open? Yeah, no, precisely. Forget that. But again, I hope he gets to do it. Yeah. Um, Paul Bamford says, well, murder's mainly. So he's up there with Mark Bernard and wants to get their murders okay. out of the way. <laughs> Becky Westwood says, scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. Well, Australia, there we are. That'd be phenomenal. That'd be all right, right about there. We could go fucking scuba diving together. How yeah, about right. that? But yeah, Stuart, <laughs> Stuart Jones is channeling his inner Conan the Barbarian. He wants to crush his enemies, see them driven before him, and hear the lamentations of their women. That's what Fair I enough. think is best in life. Well, there we are then. Uh, Abby Lloyd says, uh, sleep past 6 a.m. Okay, nice. I take it she's got kids. Yeah, she's got two kids. You can never count. Uh, Harrison, my son, I want to try and cycle from Gloucester to Scotland. Really? Tell his my boy wanted to do a bloody long cycle. Well, hopefully he'll never leave. <laughs> what, Gloucester or Scotland? Scotland. Uh, he'll be adopted one of the rows. Matt Rose, because there had to be one in there. My bucket list, metal buckets, wood buckets, plastic buckets. I got so many of these, and I'll yeah. tell you, none of them made me laugh. None no. of them. But there was that many of them, I felt like I had to read at least one of them. Uh, Sarah Aspinall says uh, marrying Dave Grohl yeah she's fucking obsessed she's got the tickets to Wembley in September to Taylor Hawkins tribute thing she's she's obsessed with Food Fighters and Dave Grohl she told me that if we ever get Dave Grohl on the show she will be in my flat <laughs> <laughs> I was like no nah. no you won't <laughs> no you won't so <laughs> yeah, that's a, that'd be another incredible oh guess. that'd be huge yeah oh Paul Payne says whale watching Cage diving with sharks, going to the World Cup final, football or rugby, and going on a British and Irish Lions rugby tour, flying first class or private. Yeah, British Irish Lions tour bet be unbelievable, but it's I'd so love, expensive. I'd love to do whale watching. Really? Yeah, I'd love to do whale watching. Hopefully get soon, Paul. Hopefully. Um, Sarah Lavender, Zara Lavender, rather. Travel, definitely. Caribbean, Maldives, Australia, west coast of the USA, all of them. Fair play. That'd be amazing. So a lot of tra- a lot of people travelling once. I like it. So Lisa Clemens going to a football game in Australia. It's also rules, isn't it? It's different. It's way different. Oh, is it? I don't know. What it is. Yeah, it's mental, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donna Stevens is an Andrew I thought was really lovely. Have Christmas Day with all of my children and grandchildren. I thought that was nice. I thought that was nice. And last but not least, Ollie Lloyd. It's pronounced bouquet. That <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. I was like, yeah, Ollie, you're getting the last spot for that one. That's yeah, a reference fair. and a half. I like that one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, well, Celsius keeping up appearances. Hey! hey! Um, so yeah thank you to everybody that participated in Jamie's challenge we'd really do appreciate every single person that answers whether it be stupid or not um, 
yeah, it was just one of those. I was like, none of these are making me laugh. I was just a bit like, all right, well, not that I meant to, but um, I was going to say it was a part serious, part funny one this week. That was fair, but yeah, we appreciate every single answer. So thank you everybody that participated. But if you enjoy Jamie's participation challenge, Tom's journal, Callum's treachings, the interview, and all the bollocks we talked at the beginning. Not there was a lot this week, but still, you enjoy the other 44 editions of the, uh, the Chronicles of Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts from Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. etc. You can also find us on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please hit that subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notified when a new video is released, and please comment as much as physically fucking possible. It'd be greatly appreciated. You can also find on there our hashtag WBW's Way Back Wednesdays out every single Wednesday at 6pm an old interview from our old channel um, we're almost done yeah there's like two it's, or three left it's getting quite crazy how we've almost completed them all so yeah please go check out the chronicles of the comedy impressionist Drew Cameron this week a man from Britain's Got Talent and Phony Fools and Horses uh, please go get tickets wherever you get tickets from um, you can also come and find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast comment like share with all your friends Please let them know that you can find us on Facebook uh, at the Chronicles of Podcast. Um, Jamie, do you know where else you can find us? Uh, sitting there with Spotify in front of us, streaming the brand new Villain of the Story single. And also on the Twitter oh. at TCOPod. Uh, do you know where else you can find us, Jamie? Um, standing there, massaging my buttocks, getting them ready for my very long bicycle. And other than that, you can also find us on the Instagram. Oh at TCOPod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCOPod. Please come give us a like, a subscribe, a share, a follow, all of it. Just do the lot, the whole shebang. Go to every single one of those social media platforms and our YouTube, please. You can also find us at our beautifully sexy, incredibly deliciously, gorgeously wonderful and beautifully stunning little website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can find out all of our us on there, all of our episodes are on there, all of our affiliations and sponsors are on there. Uh, and it's just really nice to look at. It's quite sexy. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, sharers, raters, tell all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. And most importantly, make sure you put us in a tissue, not a sock. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get out of here, we have to say a massive thank you to our friends. First of all, every single piece of music you hear on this show is courtesy of the wonderful Mr. Matt Roberts. Mr. Roberts can be found at Matt Roberts Music on the socials. Look for him on Spotify. He was a very lovely man and sent us a sneaky preview of a brand new single he's going to release in soon the other day. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it's absolutely stunning. It is so good. Like, it's, it's very different to his other stuff and it's phenomenal. I can't wait for you all to be able to hear it. It's amazing. We have to say thank you to our friends at Stay Cozy Clothing. Go to www.staycozyclothing.com dot com or download the smartphone app go on there and add one of everything to your basket brand new lines coming very very soon i hear mr braden tells mr stevens over here did he give you a date at all or just it's coming soon just coming coming soon soon. and they are going to be beautiful but while you're still waiting for them look on there now grab one of everything stick it in your basket and go to the checkout and add the chronicles and get yourself 10 percent off your order that is a little present from us to you all because you listen to this show see 
But last but not least, we say thank you to these guys. The Sophie Lancaster Foundation, stamping out prejudice, hatred and intolerance everywhere. We spread that message every single week for one simple reason, because it is very near and dear to our hearts. The patriarch, Sylvia Lancaster, was a wonderful guest on our show many moons ago, and we absolutely fell in love with that woman, her story and what she's trying to achieve in the name of her daughter. We want you to join us in helping spread that message, whether it's sharing a link, listening to that interview, going on the website, buying a piece of clothing, this hoodie, the wristband, all sorts of stuff available. Whether it's going to visit them at the special events they do, the Bloodstock Festival, the Download Festival, just go on, whatever events they have going on. If you are a teacher, you know a teacher, pass on the message of the workshops that they do, because there are so many different ways you can support. Even if you want, just go to our Just Giving page and donate. Simple as that. Donate some money. You got some spare change. Donate some spare change to them because every single one of those helps. Please help me in helping them. I am going to cycle a very long distance, 116 miles, 10 and a half hours according to Google Maps. I want to make it worth my mile, uh, my while. I want you guys to help me make it worth my while and sponsor me because I want to raise as much money as I can for these guys. I'll be cycling all the way to Stubbly Park in Lancashire where this tragedy occurred. So please make it worth my mile and sponsor me and last but not least thank you to this handsome man just for sitting there and talking to me for the past hour well thank you you're welcome thank you to you too so jerry another great episode of the great interview in the bag a glorious episode my face hurts a little bit from laughing good i'm pleased to hear it i'm very very pleased to hear it Guys, thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, Christian, Logan, thank you so much for being a part of our show. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking to us and taking time out. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Guys, listen out for Divided. This is his new album, July 22nd. You won't be disappointed. Trust me, it's going to be phenomenal. And as for this week, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye.